are listening to the Payal Nanjiani Leadership Podcast, the number one podcast in the world for leaders who want to be the best. Each episode is designed to help you recognize and overcome your leadership challenges and achieve great success at your work. This episode is brought to you by your host, Payal Nanjiani, a world-renowned leadership expert, executive coach, and author known for her leadership talks, corporate training, and executive coaching. To know more about Payal, visit her website, www.payalnanjiani.com. Welcome back to the Payal Nanjiani Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Payal Nanjiani. And today in my studio, I have with me a very special guest, someone who has uprooted himself many times to be what he is today. And he is none other than Ashish Kumar, who is the current Chief Financial Officer of SpiceJet. Ashish has over 26 years of experience in a variety of industries. He holds an MCOM from the University of Calcutta and a BCOM honors from St. Xavier's College in Calcutta. He is certified chartered accountant, cost accountant, and company secretary. Ashish has received many awards for his exemplary work, to name a few, the CFO of the Year Award 2018 by CFO Forum, CNBC TV 18 Award for Risk Management and Hospitality Sector, and the Golden Peacock Award 2017 for Risk Management. And he joins us today on the Payal Nanjani Leadership Podcast to talk about an incredibly important topic, fly into uncharted territories. Ashish, welcome to the Payal Nanjani Leadership Podcast. It is such an honor to have you here with us today. Thanks, guys. Uh, so Ashish, you and I were talking before this, uh, before we started off with this podcast, and I have read so much about you. You have over 26 years of experience. And the, you know, the biggest thing that I have learned from you is the way you have developed yourself and how you've uprooted yourself every time. So tell us about your journey, you know, because I I have heard interesting things from you, and I would love our audience to know how you started, where you are right now, and, you know, how you have been uprooting yourself every time to be what you are today. So, uh, in fact, I started my, uh, you know, academics from school of Don Bosco, and, uh, and I was actually had no choice but to take commerce as one of my academic course. And then, of course, I did my CACS and ICWA. I started to work for HPCL, working in Calcutta, Mumbai, and Chennai. And, and that gave me a lot of uh, skill set in terms of SOP and processes and working with multi-city, multi-people and multicultural company. After working with the SPCL, I, what I was wanted to challenge myself in something in a different territory and took over a role which was totally unknown in Reliance and took over my risk management, management audit, then moved on to Sizzlon, which was a renewable energy, then moved on to real estate in Tata's and then moved on to his hospitality, Interglobe, and then headed the whole Interglobe group and now CFO for SpiceJet. Mm-hmm. I think my inquisition to learn was something I wanted very differently to do every day a different thing. Even for, even for my work, I want to understand that uh, I'm very, very uncomfortable doing the repetitive things. Something wow. where it gives yeah. me a mental agility to learn something different things. And probably my journey has been very consistent and disciplined, uh, certain things which I do. 
and, and that is very important i would say that we uh, my four pillars of strength to achieve my this journey is starts from my physical fitness which i think that's very important for us mental wow. fitness in uh, learning and agility of uh, other stuff emotional quotient is very important so emotional fitness is also important in whatever role we play and i believe in spiritual fitness as well so the success and money comes by these four pillars if you keep on uh, adding value uh, throughout your journey in whatever you do just one you know i was doing with my complete passion and i never thought that in one point of day i would like somebody would invite me to speak about my journey i just simple feel that even today out of my humility that i am just doing my basic job and hopefully mm-hmm. that's my uh, that's what i love to do and that's what my passion is wow but i liked what you said ashish uh, that you know you find uh, you you're very uncomfortable in repetitive uh, work which i think not everyone would feel that a lot of people like their comfort zone but you've constantly been challenging your comfort zone so um, how do you how do you find comfort in change and like you said i feel very uncomfortable doing routine things so how how do you find comfort in uh, in change See, normally i most of my last 10 uh, almost uh, one and a half decade i have been uh, taking up a role a sort of a cxo mm-hmm. and i don't believe that uh, you know people are known by their designation what i believe that people are known by the action they demonstrate and for me we all know change is the most constant factor of our life but to me i would like to have new horizons where which is constantly challenging which has opportunities and one thing is very sure that there are no opportunities without challenges so that's mm-hmm. very underlying factor of any other things and success would never come if you're in a comfort zone it also helps me to meet and track with so many professional people across the globe by changing organizations by changing different industry and in and and track to me it's as is a passion and which i love uh, and enjoy in what i do i also remind myself that it is a necessary part of a growth and development by going into uncharted territories mm-hmm. you may be uncomfortable at first but it often leads to new opportunities and experiences and i try to focus mostly on the positive aspects of change and remind myself that it's an opportunity to learn and adapt and keep reminding myself that change is a natural part of a life and something that every one has to go through someone has to go through in a different aspects but i think professionally personally or be it anything and one has to be very open minded and willing to embrace the unknown that is very very important and last not but the least most important that we should surround ourselves with supportive community of people who can also help you in having this positive mindset and go through the transaction yeah. you know, normally people say cfo i would say cfo's roles have changed they are chief performance officer they are yeah. chief ownership officer they are chief agility officer i yeah. think those uh, you know traditional cfo accounting mindset has gone very right and i think you brought that up so well that now the change has happened so much that you, you you can change your designation your roles accordingly and you yourself you know when 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 you and i were speaking earlier you said how you were in calcutta moved then mumbai and then europe and then you know uh, you're you're in india now right so that That's entire right. journey of you know experiencing different territories so i think you are such a great person to talk about flying into uncharted territories because you yourself have taken those uh, those challenges in your in your life and even another thing that you had mentioned earlier was uh, uh, you know you you just went into uh, doing bcom you know like bcom honors and when everybody else was into science or engineering i think that's where 
uh, everything started from? Is it that, you know, seeing that the difference that you're making versus what others are doing? That's right. In fact, uh, when I started taking up uh, CACS and costing, doing together, it was very mm -hmm. difficult because even the exams used to coincide. And let me tell you, morning I gave my uh, C, uh, costing exam and afternoon I gave my company secretary exam, but I took it. <laughs> so my it was too difficult. It was two different subjects, two different locations. I had to do a Reiki where the exam is going to be. So I you know, managed my logistics. <laughs> so you're always flying into uncharted territories then. <laughs> yeah, probably it came naturally as a personality to me. I mean, I never thought of, you know, uh, but something, uh, I think uh, uh, that inner energy is something uh, I believe that people have to bring to themselves. And it's mostly to do, uh, uh, and I will again go back to the basics. So I have minimum sort of, a, you know, have a, uh, you know, fitness for physical is very, very important. I mm -hmm. think that gives you a lot of energy. And if you have the energy, I think uh, that's something very important, you know, the, the rest of the things. So physical and mental fitness, I would say one should really focus on themselves. And I always tell my team, your health is the first important element in your life. Yeah. And very it's not only about physical, it's about mental, it's about emotional, it's about spiritual as well. And there's nothing beyond that. And that and that gives you complete clarity and there to lead any vulnerability in life, whether it is professional or personal. Yeah, but how do you get the time? I mean, in the role in which you are and with your constant traveling, I know you and I were supposed to connect one day before. And at that time, also an immediate travel came up. You went there for a few hours and came back. So with all of this, how are you maintaining that health, the spirituality and, and everything? I think it's very consistent, persistent, and disciplined. Uh, I, I make sure that I do a lot of things after I get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And and what time do you uh, wake so up? That's that's something we should know. What time do you wake up? Six a.m. in the morning. Wow. I'm trying okay. to even in Delhi winter. Even in Delhi winter. Wow. <laughs> in in fact, uh, this morning we were celebrating a Republic Day, and one of the <laughs> gentlemen was asking, "Do you think it is safe to?" jog in this winter weather well, it's absolutely safe you should just cover yourself <laughs> <laughs> no i can i can i can understand that uh, that fear you know because from where i am in north carolina it um, you know we do have a lot of uh, snow and very very minus degree temperatures and uh, that's the time when i you know when i have to push myself out of the comforter you know reduce the heater and get out so that's why i asked you what time do you wake up so, okay, so so you said like you wake up at six. So how do you get the time to complete all these health uh, things and uh, and the spiritual? So one hour, just spend one hour. I do a mix of my gym, yoga and jogging. And one thing I make it show that at any cost, I need to spend one hour for myself in the morning. And that's a mix of either jogging, yoga, or it's a commitment. No, yeah. if I don't do, I don't feel hungry. I think something is missing in my day's life. And that happens if I'm traveling. And, and that's happening. So in case if I go to international airport, so they have a long walkway. So if I reach early, I'll just go walk two, three circles and just go and take my seat in the flight. So that at least I've done my for the day. Yeah. And my stopwatch yeah. keeps saying minimum 5,000 steps I need to do. And that's good enough for uh, all of us, <laughs> which is I five kilometers. Yeah, and I, and I think you're, you're so conscious about... Um, about doing this, you know, that even if you're traveling, because I travel a lot too, and, uh, you know, this is something I'm picking from you is that even if you're at the airport, you can still keep working on your health and you can still make sure that you're walking so that when you go in the flight and you sit, you don't feel guilty that, hey, I was traveling, so I could not uh, keep up to my routine. So I think that's, that's a wonderful piece in your role that you are uh, coming up with. But 
like like you said, uh, uh, you know, leaving your comfort zone and uh, entering into new uncharted territories is natural for you, but it's not for many. So what have you seen in your experience as a leader? What usually keeps people in their comfort zone? I think, uh, you know, one important element I see is that, you know, probably there's a fear of failure. Uh, to some extent, it could be lack of confidence, insecurity, uh, the having limited perspective on and not aware of the opportunities because you also have to know what are the opportunities exist according to your passion and your skill set. Maybe a, a lack of mo motivation and most important is a negative mindset. Mm -hmm. I think uh, uh, people get talk. comfort. Yeah, self People get com actually our mind are not trained to uh, listen or do negative things. Mm. We are only a positive, have only a positive mindset. And that's why you see globally, journalism thrive on probably yeah. negative uh, sometimes. Oh, yes. um, not not yes. all not all the time, <laughs> but sometimes. So, so I think what's important when people start working in organizations, they start creating their own territories. Mm. And, and they're very happy uh, to do repetitive things because they have mastered on that on a day-to-day -day routine task. Hmm. And I'll give my own example. When I was in HPCL, I was heading a function which was known as product exchange. Hmm. And it has huge volume of five to 10,000 crores, you know, almost a month in those days. And I was doing extremely well and I, I was even awarded a chairman award. But and everybody in the company used to call me uh, for any issues in that particular, uh, be it the IT side or the finance side. But three years later, I realized I'm not doing different things. I'm being just doing a repetitive things, supporting somebody else's problem and not uh -huh. creating opportunities for myself. So the learning which I thought that it comes with experience in the first few years, I thought that it's, it's coming to a slogging. And sometimes people are happy with the ongoing chemistry in the role within the organization. They don't dare to lead vulnerability for the new role in different organizations. So it's quite important that, you know, and sometimes societal expectations are also an mm. issue that, That's you know, true. how people should behave, what is acceptable, which yeah. can need to be pressured, you know, insecurity, you know, I would say uh, fear of losing job. So probably these are the things, uh, something uh, may create, uh, I would say, an obstacle. But uh, there are there could be these factors for, or fear of rejection. And sometimes there is an additionally the perception of risks. And let me give you my own example. Uh, when I was uh, taking the role of a CFO SpiceJet at, at September 2022, and uh, everything is there in the media. I did not tell uh, what was spoken in the media uh, about sure. the aviation sector. They've gone through the rough patch. Yeah. But one thing I believe that uh, it's a listener entity. And there's a challenges and there are opportunities. And I, I have taken this role not to, you know, uh, do something on the finance and economy. I have taken the role that, okay, there's a livelihood of 50,000 employees and many stakeholders. If I do something different where it is today, probably uh, that's a legacy I can create at least for the livelihood of those stakeholders. Mm. And, and, and of course, it's an uncharted territory for me as well. And I believe that it is complete doable because you have to have a clear set of goals what we are going to do. And that is very, very important. And every time I take a role, I again read that book the first 90 days in my office. Even within Interglobe, when I got transferred from one role to another, I just had a reread of that book of first 90 days in office. So mm. that I set myself very clear expectation of what I'm going to do. Mm. I think that is very important in terms of, you know, when you try to take some role which is in different company and to me it was a different sort of a business it was a different role different people and a very large organization 
uh, and hopefully things are going will shape up uh, and only time can say i don't want to say today <laughs> but i probably time will speak <laughs> no but uh, but uh, you know uh, people find it very difficult to take that step like you said you know they find it very difficult to take that step and move out of their comfort zone so uh, uh, what are some of the things you feel they can start doing so that they can also fly into uncharted territories like you said fear of failure and the, you know it's, it's always going to be there so what can people do so that they get the confidence to to fly into uncharted territories and to you know uh, you know in, innovate and and try out new things so i think uh, uh, as you go for a cxo's role and higher up uh, probably your uh, specialist role uh, and technical side of the role is 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 not that important yeah. what is important that what sort of a relationship you have developed in that niche uh, how you can maneuver the uncertainty and and what what sort of a clarity you have on that particular role going forward and you have to identify what is the most critical problem at mm. that point of time for the organization how are you can add value one has to very very clear that okay these are the uh, expectations and these are the role one should have mm-hmm. in place probably that is most important uh, uh, thing for uh, you know going to uncharted territories yeah I and lastly i believe clear. that people, people are, are not clear. clear yeah of what they want first of all so then uh, obviously you're going to feel afraid of everything that's right and and one and one has to do a bit of a you know homework uh, before getting into a different territory yeah, be it right. society and 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 these days you have everything on the net you know we are all privileged it's more confusing everything. it's it's so much more confusing you know you feel this is what i have to do this is what i need to do the the net is confusing us much more and i think one should keep continue to read you know it mm. it adds lot of uh, you know as we say dopamine uh, or when you jog yeah. probably reading to has some sort of a and plan one and and you will see if you start reading uh, you will start connecting you know mm-hmm. and then and, and and when you start connecting you believe that okay these things are doable and and every great invention on earth has happened by a very small phrase because if google is so popular uh, what people say is the fastest search engine and nothing else mm-hmm. so that's 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 something man i understand that you know the domino pizza's uh, best practice was cop- copied by shankar netralai how to do an i know surgery in 30 minutes by copying a process of domino pizza oh <laughs> wow so, and, and and in, and the driverless car was not made by ford or nissan it was made by google so yeah, yes, you know yes. things are evolving very fast things are exactly. changing very fast even mcdonald's mcdonald's has this systemized process which is uh, globally they would make their uh, you know burgers very quickly in the same way so it's so process driven you know absolutely oh okay so uh, what 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 mistakes have you seen that people make when they try to uh move out of the comfort zone so like one you said they are so unclear they don't know exactly what to expect of themselves and what do they want uh what other things would you add that that could help them so that they don't make those mistakes because a lot of time we hear comfort zone step out of your comfort zone we try it and then we realize oh my goodness you know this was this was completely horrible it was a mistake i shouldn't have done this what causes that types of thinking no i keep saying this that if you want to go fast go slow Mm-hmm. so when when whenever you're taking some role into an uncharted territories uh, we have to be patient and consistent because change takes time and effort 
is very important to be patient and consistent in the pursuit of whatever goals we are trying to do. That's 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 one point. Secondly, one must take a support. I would say, and and one can decide what because support uh, is very very important, and that could be uh, you know helpful to step out of one's comfort zone. It could be difficult initially, but it is very important to have a support system in place who can help you through the process. And and everybody has some sort of a mentor or a guidance. You can take a professional one or personal one, whatever ones. And a very clear goal. Maybe we should not be start jumping from the day one and, and and coming with prescriptive solution without a proper diagnostic approach. Mm. So normally that's something you know, and 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 one has to very start small. We can't make big changes, uh, which could be yeah. overwhelming yes. on day one. It's, it's 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 better to start with small, which manageable steps and probably baby steps, with very clear and specific goals on the role one has. Uh, and and probably one has to also have the whole ecosystem because a new role, if it is a new city, a different country, and a different company, different culture, you have to create a different chemistry. Mm-hmm. And and and, yeah. and that's I think in order to have proper chemistry, one has to reach out to people. They have to meet whether it could be personal or professional, mm-hmm. or it could be online or offline. One has to keep doing that. And 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 that is that's that's that makes things more easy because you have an environment. Which is which becomes supportive, and 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 all roles are business enabler. Probably most probably even at the CXO or at any level, I believe with that complete uh, you know ownership in mind. Uh, if you start doing a business enabler role, trying to you know going one at a time with baby steps, uh, the probability of failure is very very minimalistic, and and every organization you will have some sort of environment. Which one has to navigate? Uh, whatever you uh, because the culture, the processes, the systems will vary. Different business, different organization, different culture, and probably you know one goes from a very systematic organization, and when yeah. you go to the other organization, you find there's a lot to do. That's fine, yeah. but no comparison. Oh, it was like this, and here it is like this. Yeah, whatever you have. Uh, yes, true. I like that what you said. Comparison. Yes, no, no, no comparison. You have to just yeah. go, you know forget to baggage and move on. Comparison is something I think we all do. We then start remembering the old, uh, uh, you know, the old job, the old boss, and the old strategies that we were using, and then we start regretting that we should have not done that. I just love that advice that you gave. Um, you you've shared so much of your um, of your wisdom. What would be your one piece of advice to our listeners who truly want to succeed and want to leave their comfort zone? Your attitude decides your altitude in life is very important. Okay. And 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 from the day we are born to the day we die, the between B to D there is something known as C. Is the choices which make are very important for a career. Hmm. And that is something uh, when you go for leadership role. Uh, I think one has to lead by example by demonstrating the behavior and the values expected from your team, as well as be open to feedback, be authentic and true. Mm, right. And and all these are part of an attitude. I think that's I would just you know repeat that that uh, our attitude decides our altitude in life. Very right, and I think that's what helps you to fly into these new unknown territories. So, um, uh, uh, Ashish, as we come to the last segment of this interview, uh, it's a it's a leadership rapid fire. Right. 
<laughs> so uh, in this, um, whatever comes first to your mind in one word or one sentence, uh, all from your, you know, I know you've been speaking from your heart all this while, but this one's going to be really quick so that uh, we don't give you much thinking time in this. Sure. <laughs> okay, so you ready? Okay, so I have these questions here. The first one being the biggest leadership myth you've heard. Leadership leaders are born and not made. <laughs> we don't have born leaders, right? They're all all created. <laughs> That's one, right. That's one, right. One thing that motivates you even today to get off your bed and 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 do what you're doing. Sense of purpose, creating positive impact across. Hmm, wow. Okay. What's what's your favorite part of being a leader? It's how how I can influence and ability to inspire others. Okay. And I think you are a great insp inspiration because even with what all you said right now throughout this uh, uh, podcast series, I mean, there is so much of inspiration. You could really feel you're speaking from your heart, whatever you would like to share. Uh, which superpower would you choose? Invisibility or mind reading? Mind reading probably because it helps me to understand the thoughts and intentions of those around me, be it employee, <laughs> colleagues or competitors. I would love that too, just to know exactly what everyone is uh, thinking and then merge it accordingly to the to my thing. Your biggest leadership challenge? To listen to everyone's opinion and come to a mutually beneficial solution. I think that would be everyone's, right? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> if, if you could travel back in time and change one thing about the corporate world, what would that be? Changing the mindset to prioritize long-term sustainability and socially responsible business practices. Because it has a lot of positive impact on the corporate world and society as a whole. And then not 10 years later, we talk about sustainability. Mm. So we, we we usually do the work and then later on we think about sustaining the things of how we and it's too late by then. That's right. Oh, that is that is nice. Uh, Ashish, you've been a wonderful and an incredible guest on our podcast. And I know how busy your schedule is with what you're doing at SpiceJet. But, uh, uh, you know, with my heart and soul, I really want to say thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing your insights and your experiences for our listeners so that each of us can grow and and, you know, be the best that we can in the world. So thank you so much. Thank you, Pat. It was a pleasure to interact with you. And probably that in a lot of things I came uh, from my heart and mind and it was never captured anywhere. Probably I would listen to my own podcast as well. <laughs> that would be wonderful because you you really, you know, you really had so much of ideas to share with us. But, uh, uh, you know, being, being the limited time, I, I know we could have gone on, but I have had some incredible discussions with you. And I truly mean that. So thank you so much. You. And uh, this one's for our listeners. Uh, this is uh, Ashish Kumar and Payal Nanjiani wishing you loads of success in your career. God bless. Thank you. Thank you.